Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Essential 11, as always, brought to you by Acton Academy, Acton Academy Placer, and Apogee Strong. Today's guest has some local flavor, the Sacramento area guy, uh, the Mr. David Garibaldi, the incomparable David Garibaldi, a finalist in America's Got Talent, just got off uh, of an 80-show tour where he was opening for Kiss, he used to open for the Jabberwockies. Um, the dude is an entertainer, uh, and that goes along with being a phenomenal artist and goes along with just being a rad human being and has so many cool things going on uh, that we got to, to dive into. So I think you guys are really going to love this episode with Mr. David Garibaldi. Beautiful. We are with the man, David Garibaldi, who is just getting on the podcast bandwagon, man. I'm pumped and I'm honored um, that you're, you know, you're getting this started and that you're spending some time with us, man. Thank you. No, likewise. Thanks, Matt, for having me and uh, very excited to be here. Oh, pleasure, man. Pleasure. And like we were just saying, we got some, uh, we got some mutual, we got mutual friends here in the SAC area. SAC's a big place, but it's a small place, dude. It's a big little city for sure. It is, man. Like, it is. You know, and someone like you, like you, you get to know more people, you want to help people, and it just gets smaller and smaller, it feels like. That's exactly it, man. And that's, you know what, that's part of really where a lot of these people come together is there's so many good folks here in town that really want to do right by everybody else around here, you know? And so it's people come together on this mission of helping other people. You know, we got mutual friends that I've had on here with uh, with Taro and Marcus Allen and Uriah. And I mean, we got so many of these SAC area studs, right? And they yeah. just, they're just wanting to help everybody else out, man, you know? So, and honestly, I consider all three of those, you know, mentors and friends of mine. Totally. And, and I like, they're literally the best teachers by just watching them. I. They don't, I don't need to say that I'm learning from them for me to have to learn from them. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm always taking in everything. Bingo. That's it, man. And that's funny. Cause that's actually like the first, the biggest question that we have coming in from these young people is around like the mentorship and how important that is. Right. So outside of, you know, you and I are talking offline and we got these schools. Um, but I also have a, a mentorship program. If you're familiar with Tim Kennedy at all, was another mixed martial arts guy and an army ranger. So he and I have a mentorship program that we run for young men around the world um, yeah. because we understand the value of those mentors. And it doesn't have to be necessarily in your discipline. Like you said, you're the one of the most amazing dang artists on the planet, right? And you're finding mentorship though from from Mark and Taro and Uriah, who are all artists in their own way, but it's not the same arena as you. Yeah, and, and actually I'll touch on that. The reason why they inspire me so much is because it doesn't just stop with their passion and what they're great at. They, they have excelled above and beyond into like just their character. So yeah. to me, that's what inspires me because there's a lot of extremely talented people in the world that, that can run really fast and, and build large businesses, but what is inspiring is beyond that. Mm. You know, how are you with your family? How are you with your friends? Uh, what do people say about you when you're not around? And like, that's character. That's what I'm inspired by. That's it, man. That's huge. I'm so glad you said that. Um, we just, I was speaking to uh, the leadership of William Jessup. Uh, not uh -huh. too long ago, which is you know local local university out here, and and um, was speaking to graduates that had gone through kind of their leadership program, and I actually start off because we were talking about character and talking about leadership being it's just something you do. It's not a title that you're looking to attain, right? It's just something that you are doing based on your character day in and day out. And um, I kind of threw out I, I was name dropping people that I've gotten to work with in various capacities, and I just for the purpose of having them guess. Okay, you see the public persona. 
what do you think they were really like? What do you think yeah. they were really? Because you get those experience, you get to see like, okay, the the public sees this, but when you're working with them, you get to see a different side. You see the real deal. Are they really treating people the right way or not? You and, know, and, and the thing is, and the, the reason why you learn that is because there's people who don't add up to, you know, working beyond their passion. Yes, sir. And that, and that is the it's it's not black and white, but it's an observation you have to make as mm-hmm. you personally want to grow because, you know, the people you're surrounding with and that that experience that you're taking in eventually comes what becomes what you create, which is your life. You know, if you look at it, like I'm an artist, so I look at through the lens of everything as inspiration. Mm -hmm. And as, as I take it in, I have to translate that somehow through my art in anyone else who's not creating or, or painting life. You're the way that you're translating that is how you apply that to your life or how you apply that to your everyday interactions when you're going to get coffee or whether you're, working on a, on a big business deal. So, Mm. you know, you gotta just, it's like, you gotta just look at everything as a source of inspiration of either what to do or what not to do. And there's plenty of both. So good, man. So good. I love that. So if anybody doesn't know, kind of, if if you don't mind, we can give like the, the one minute, two minute kind of X-Men origin story, because you are ridiculously amazing uh, at what you do aside from being a, an amazing human being too which is why you know it was perfect for this podcast because that's what we want are those kind of people so if you don't mind kind of giving that um, that origin story so to speak of, of all the cool things that you've been up to uh, in this yeah. life here well I'm a performance painter now so I create these large portraits uh, really fast to music so a six-foot portrait is created in the length of a song or two if I take my time, maybe three. And it's really not about doing it fast, though. It's about making the art process entertaining and engaging with the live audience. So I, I really started, you know, my journey. It, it was a collision of my passion. So I started drawing my whole life, but also playing the trumpet and, you know, from third grade to high school, still yeah. doing art, and then having to decide whether I was going to pursue art or music. And if you heard me play the trumpet, you'd understand why I do art now still. But <laughs> I, right I kept pursuing art and I saw this love for music. Like, and not just to listen to it, but like this, how it affected me. It, was, it just felt different. Even more so when I was in high school, I started getting into uh, dance and hip-hop dance groups, break dancing. So just movement and stage presence was something that I just also enjoyed. Um, and at any given time in my journey, I thought I was going to do one or the other. Yeah. So I thought I was going to go to a, a college and join the symphony. I thought I was going to just be a, an animator for Disney, which, was, which is still a dream of mine, actually. I'm, I may just put it all away and pursue that. That's and awesome. then also I thought, okay, I'm going to be a backup dancer for uh, Justin Timberlake. Like it was, it was really, I thought it had to be one or the other. And then unfortunately, I didn't graduate high school. Um, I had really messed up too much when I was doing you know, graffiti early on sure. in like middle school, high school. Just, I just didn't care enough and I didn't have the discipline. And so... When it was too late, I, you know, my senior year, I knew I wanted to go to an animation school, but I didn't have the grade, so couldn't graduate on time. Mm-hmm. And I uh, had two years, you know, between eighteen and twenty, to just kind of figure things out. And I was just working, you know, I was doing kind of odd jobs, and um, and it really wasn't until I had been fired from my job when I was twenty years old. My car was repossessed because I couldn't afford the car, and yeah. evicted from the apartment that I was living in. And I realized that what's the one thing that I'm not putting to use that I should. And that was my art. It had been there the whole time. And I thought there's these other things that I need to do. And I just didn't think 
about it. Didn't think too long, didn't ask permission. Started painting live at local jazz clubs and nightclubs in downtown Sacramento. From there, I uh, eventually was inspired by the art of Denny Dent, who started performance painting. Yep. And from there, it just became this journey that I, I never, never even thought that it would take me to the places that I've been able to go. And, uh, you know, it, and a lot has happened since then, but that is where it began. You know, just the kid from Sacramento, I still call it home, Yeah. but um, it's a collision of my passions, art, music, and movement. And you've done it in such a unique way, which is so awesome, right? I mean, you took these, you took these passions and this talent that you, that you had, and you put them together in a way that other people hadn't done it, right? There's a guy that I love named Naval uh, Ravikant. And if you haven't seen anything by him or read anything by him, he's a brilliant guy. Um, he's the founder of, I believe he founded like Angel List. And, and, but he's gone on to do, he's done a bunch of things. But he talks about that unique, kind of that unique proposition that everybody really has. They've got skill sets and, you know, a DNA ability and passions. And they really have a unique combination of that. And if you can find out how all of those intersect and really try to operate within that intersection, then you do something that is wildly unique. And when it's wildly unique like that, plus it's something you're already talented at, like there's no way that success doesn't just become a byproduct of that. Right. And I think yeah. you're a prime example of that, man. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, that's so, that's such a great, you know, way to see it because yeah. what makes you unique, you know, what makes it yeah. is that's what makes you stand out. Yeah. And so, like I was saying, I thought it was one of the other it's your life experiences. So if you knew that, okay, at some point, if I want to stand out and be unique, guess what you need to do? You need to build life experiences that challenge you, that, uh, that you know, maybe you go down a path and like, this is not for me, but you've got to take something from that. And so, you know, let's just use the path of you, you want to be an entrepreneur and start a, a business. You, know, you can still find a way that music helps you in this process or, uh, you know, some summer camp that you went to for, for space, you know, helps in this process. And yeah. so it's got to be, you're right, whatever you do or, you know, whatever you uh, create has to be a collision of things that you love it's, and enjoy. That is it, man. And what you said, experiences, that is what would, we're talking the Acton Academy Network in general, these schools that we are building around the world, that is really the premise of it is we want them, they don't, I don't want them taking 12 years to collect lectures, right, on, on algebra, to collect lectures on, you know, on the American Revolution, whatever, like those things are important to understand, but I'd rather you experience it. And I'd rather you experience all of these other things. I'd rather you experience starting a business. I'd rather you experience being like, hey, Matt, I'm an artist and I love music. And the current project we have right now is a six-week project and it's around marine biology. And, and I go, cool, man, how do you create an experience that brings art and music into marine biology? And how do you create a product out of that, right? And you collect all of these experiences so that when you come out, you have a better idea of who you are in the world. You have a better idea of what your value proposition is and where you want to go. Because you can look back and say, I've experienced all these things. So now I know me. Yeah. Right. And I know how I know how the world is going to respond to that. You have some actual understanding versus what well, we all just sat there at our desks for 12 years and everybody told us to do the same thing as the people next to us. Yeah. And, but even that moment is not the destination. It's That's it's right. like a, it just backs up what you've experienced That's and knowing, right. OK, now from this point on going forward, as you experience 
failure and success and, and so on, mm-hmm. it, it makes up who you are. And again, what you have to come out with on the other side of, of that or, or as you do it yeah. is is a character that's always going to respond in some sort of constructive, positive way. Like that's, that's right. You know, uh, whether, you know, you're extremely intelligent or, you know, you've, you know, the basics like yeah. that, that filter will help you in a huge way. Big time, man. It just, yeah, it just, it, it hones in, you know, you're collecting all these experiences. It just hones in direction for you to go then collect more experiences. You're just more focused on, on the types of experiences you want. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly it. And we know it's one of those, I mean, you know, as well as I do. And I was talking to a, a uh, young lady this weekend, who's, I think she said she's 67, 68. And she said, look, she was talking to a bunch of other young people. She said, here's the secret. I'm 68 and we don't have it all figured out. Like nobody, <laughs> you don't get to the point where it's all figured out. You and I know yeah. that too. Like you don't have it all figured out. You just get a better idea. The more experiences you collect, the better, you know, better focus you have. So cool, mm-hmm. man. So you've got this, um, you know, this performance bug that has always been in you. Was there any fear to kind of overcome with that or was that something that was kind of a dna thing you always just kind of had the performance vibe and you really just kind of felt good on that what did that look like yeah i think that the the performance thing was already there yeah. so uh, in middle school i entered a the talent show and i didn't do art i i did this rap and yes. i at the i just was like a creative kid and i loved hip-hop and i i love like storytelling so i I made this rap, this story, and yeah. I won first place. So I was like, this yeah. feels good to like put the work in, see the results. And then even, uh, you know, when I was playing music, like, you know, playing the trumpet in the symphony, I was part of a, a collective, but I still got to experience putting work into something, putting it out to the world, yeah. and then just see how that goes. Yeah. And that just always compounded, especially when it came to, I think dance was the thing that really taught me do this thing over and over again, but don't mm. just do it the same. Get better a little bit more each time. Mm. As much as you can up until performance time, and that's your, you know, there's up sometime, at some point there's a deadline. Yeah. So yeah. going and feeling that pressure and then executing it yep. and saying like, let's do this again. So the, that repetition really set me up for doing performance painting specifically because to, do, to be able to do a painting in minutes on stage there's a lot of preparation involved. Yeah. And as, yes, I could go wing it. Um, it's not the best results. Yeah. So learning that, again, repetition and, and uh, learning from mistakes, making slight adjustments, if that's going to give me a better result and just continue to do that all the way. But again, there's that performance part. Mm. And that really truly to me is put it out to the world. Mm. You know, show this is what I came up with after all this work or this is where I'm at right now. And you just you got to know what that feels like because it's not always good. Yeah, that's it's right. It's not always good. And sometimes there's some hard lessons to learn. And I, I've experienced that on a very high level as well where, you know, the equivalent of me losing a game, yep. you know, if it was a sports analogy, but uh, where a painting didn't go too well. So uh, the performance is like the test of my preparation. It's not, it's great it's not that. It. And, you know, the end result. That's a great way to look at it. And just like any other test, it, def- it gives you a, a, another 
focal point to then start from moving forward. Right? It just gives you, it's a piece of data that you go, cool, man, great. Now I know where to go moving forward too. That's awesome, man. So so the dance and you gotta be, ja are you Jabberwockies fan or what? Uh, very big Jabberwockies fan. So they're actually from Sacramento. Yeah, they are. And yeah. I was in a dance group called Boogie Monsters. Okay. And the founders of, of, the, the, of that group were the Jabberwockies. What? So what's crazy is in 2003, um, I had left doing dance with them okay. to go pursue art. Well, maybe shortly after that, they had went off and did uh, America's Best Dance Crew, which yep. made them pop culture phenomenons. It was the beginning of it. Now they've sold over, I think, a million tickets to their, their show in Vegas. That's crazy, man. Among many other successes. And we've been able to, I've done, you know, performed two weeks with them in Vegas. Oh, uh, after nice. After I got talent, I, I opened up their Vegas show and was part of their show for a couple of weeks. And we just remain... That's awesome. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, but yes, that's awesome dude. of their, of their movement and how they translate music for sure. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's another, it's another form of, of genius. You know what? Again, it was kind of that unique proposition of them and the way they translate. Like, like, I like the way you say that, the way they translate that. Um, yeah. yeah, my, and my kids, so I've got, I've got three, 10, eight and five. Um, and for years, man, they've been Jabberwockies. I mean, we were having to throw on YouTube and, and I got, you know, they're in diapers. So I got videos of them in diapers, right? Dance, trying to dance along with the Jabberwockies. So yeah. my wife and I surprised them a few years back and, um, threw them on a plane and we went down and had, you know, front row, front row seats to the, to the show in Vegas and went backstage and, and hung out with That's the guys and stuff too. So good, good crew, man. Good group of folks. Yeah. And you know what I learned from that experience too, just from them. And I still learn from them. Yeah. Is, is is leadership and creativity mm. the fact that they're extremely creative yeah. to, to, to to constantly reinvent themselves as well they've never really stuck to just the same thing they've constantly reinvented they've done three different vegas shows within the past i don't know eight years or so since mm -hmm. they started which is to you know one Phenomenal. the fact that they're still there is uh you know it's it's a legacy now and so through that they've you know they've really shown me as a creative that there's a leadership element to this mm. and those are definitely lessons that i've had to learn along the way as well yeah that's a really good point man and that evolution of not getting comfortable with with the way you're doing things and you're seeing success in something now but understanding there's going to need to be an evolution of all that too how has that played out into your performances man are you you know does that twit like how do you how do you stay on top of that the twists and things yeah. that you want to change I mean, you know, there's one part, there's two parts of this. So uh, for the first eight years, I, I believe it was, you know, I started in 2003 up until like, let's just say uh, 2012. Mm -hmm. I don't know the math on that. I think it's eight years. Yeah, eight, nine years. Uh, yeah, we'll go ahead. But it was just me learning a craft. So you can imagine I, I, the equivalent of college and masters of me just learning in front of people, putting mm -hmm. it out there. I didn't wait eight years until I was the best to put it out. That's right. It was just like, all right, I got to figure this out on my own. Along the way, I had to, I, I realized I couldn't do it alone. You know, that was early on. I could do the setup and do the performance. So I had to hire someone. Yep. And then I had to like give them direction. And, and you know, I had to start moving into a, a leadership form in some, in some way. And then I had to also build the team as well. Because the more that I performed, I realized that I wanted to, to do more. Perform on a bigger stage mm -hmm. and for you know, uh, just, just perform more places around the world. And so we had to expand the team little by little. And so that was, that period was like, okay, I, I did create a solid foundation. 
when I really wanted to do something new and uncomfortable, that was when I did America's Got Talent in 2012. Mm -hmm. And I had to do what I normally do in six minutes, which is fast. I had to do that in 90 seconds. Wow. So to achieve that, I had to rethink everything. And, and the biggest thing that I did was uh, build a team. So these four dancers that I had danced with yeah. eight years prior, uh, I, I got them together. I said, look, I've got this really cool opportunity. Would you guys be up for doing these paintings? And we had to really create this controlled chaos. And I had to create a, a vision and direction for these artists. And I could not have done it alone. So you know, I've had to approach it with two different ways, which is how do I achieve this in the moment by myself mm -hmm. and readjust? Mm -hmm. And then if I'm involving people in this, how do we do this together? Yeah. Yeah. And it's one or the other, you know, it's, 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 um, you've just got to, you've got to, and then he, I would say even after that, there's been a mixture of, of sometimes we would do bigger productions with dancers and other times I'm still, you know, doing the NBA finals halftime alone yep. by myself. And, yeah. Um, just got to figure it out. So that's so rad, man. And it's all based on, and those, ex again, those experiences, you had the experience, the experience that had created the relationship with all the other dancers, which then allowed you to go back in time and go, okay, I had this experience. I've got this connection and you guys come along with me with this next piece, you know, and it's all those experiences building on top of each other too. So, yeah. so cool, man. So who's your hip hop go-to man? Who, who, who do you like hip hop wise, man? Oh who, man. Who? I mean, Jay-Z to me is yeah. like someone yeah. who is it is far exceeded beyond what's what we thought was possible. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, when it comes to uh creativity, you know, contributing to culture. Totally. Uh, and then and then also the opportunities he's provided and so on. So that's one, you know, major example I would say of what's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's he's a legend, man. No doubt. That's awesome. Um, so one of the question so again we've got a lot of you know really the the listenership has been not just young people but it's a lot of young people and a lot of their their parents as well that we're finding from from all over the world too and so we um want to pour into these young folks and one of the questions that we got from them is okay we're talking to all these amazing entrepreneurs these amazing performers these uh you know amazing human beings what if i i i would love to connect with them someday i would love to go to work for them someday right and so for you, for your team, let's say you had somebody who was 18 and they're fresh out of high school. They just got done at Sheldon, right? Or they, or they just graduated from William Jessup and they're, you know, they're 21, 22. And they're like, David, we want to come help Garibaldi Arts. We want to come help you continue to build your vision. What do you want to see from a young person that would make you maybe want to take a chance? Like what yeah. is it you actually want to see from them? Yeah. So what would I want to see from someone that's young, wanting to, uh, you know, contribute to our team? Yes, sir. You know, no matter what their age is, to be honest, whether they're young or older, yeah. I would want to see what are they already doing? So, you know, sometimes people will come to me and they're like, I want to work for you. And I'm, I'm easy to train. Like, that's totally cool. And that's good to know. But what have you done on your own so far? Yeah. And, and that doesn't have to be like, you know, showing it on your Instagram, it could be on, on a resume, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of things you could do while you're in high school. Cause mm -hmm. I had done a lot of stuff when I was in high school before I got out and there's, there's, you can be creative with your time and how you spend it and who you spend it with. And, and you can develop a rapport at early, early age with your, uh, your references. So yep. what are you, what are you bringing to the table? Even if you are an 18 year old high school graduate, I still want to know that. That's great. And again, it doesn't have to be that 
you're the, the most amazing artist or you know everything, but I just, I would want to see the effort put in by yourself. And I'll give one example. A lot of artists hit me up about my performance pain and what, what they, how they need to get into it and start. And I, first question is I say, what have you tried so far? Yep. And usually I would say 95% of the time they're like, well, I haven't tried anything yet. Exactly. So I said, let me know what you're trying first. And then after that doesn't work, come back to me and then I'll, I'll help you from there. And I'm not even going to go 10 steps ahead. I'm just going to make adjustments on what have you done so far? So that's really to me, all I want to know. That is, is it. And that shows who you are. That's it. That's exactly it. And dude, you're describing, I mean, so much of what you're doing is describing what we do at, at the Acton Academies in general. I mean, again, it goes back to that collecting experiences and, and that is part of it. We want these young people to be ready to go into the world and, and create impact right away to be able to provide value, whether that's running their own ship in their own business or whether that's going and helping somebody else build theirs or whatever that looks like. That's great. Um, but you get those opportunities by being able to show what you have already done. That's why our young people are starting businesses every single year. They either start one or they take one into perpetuity every year. I don't care if you're five or you're 18, everywhere in between, right? Because we want them to get those experiences. They're taking on jobs, new jobs on campus. They're having to create something with those deadlines like you're talking about. We do five or six weeks. We'll have, uh, we'll fill up the auditorium here in Roseville and go, okay, you've got a public exhibition of your work right now and you're either going to thrive or you're going to fail or whatever. Either one's fine, um, but you've got to produce something, you know, because again, we want them to collect those experiences. And I love what you're saying. Go yeah. do something first. Yeah. Yeah. And that really shows like how much you care. Yep. I, I want to be around people who care. Yep. And that's, it's yes. sometimes that simple. That's right. Yeah. Because if you care, you're going to put in the work. Yeah. We say this all the time. I, you know, we tell the students, it's not ready, aim, fire. It is fire, aim, ready. Do first. Use that. Like you said, when you fail, something goes wrong, use that to then go, okay, now I'm going to take that lesson. And now I can now have a little bit more where I can aim, right? And then and that's kind of the process. And then eventually you get to the ready part, but it's a whole lot of firing first, man. It's trying. Yeah. Do it. Absolutely. So, and that's one of the downsides, you know, that we've I've always thought about this, why I left the the school systems from public to the university and all that that, I've, that I worked in to create these schools. Because I think that is part of what's lacking is, is the lacking was the actual doing, right? Like it was the theory, it was talking about doing, it was giving you theoretical tools that essentially were supposed to help you get to the doing part, but we limited the amount of doing for these young people, right? So if you go back and look at your school, is there anything that you would you would shift as far as school, you know, when you look back on it and go, man, I wish we could have done this or would have done this. Or, and I would kind of switch that up. Yeah. You know, I, I got really, really lucky. So I actually have nothing. It's crazy. Someone who didn't graduate high school, I have nothing but great things to say about where I went to high school. That's awesome. Yeah. And specifically because Sean Sullivan, Mr. Sullivan, who was my high school animation teacher. And also God bless all my other art teachers who put up with me when yeah. I was like this, you know, talented artist with no motivation. Yeah. He was like a football coach style teacher that I needed to, to get me to, to think bigger about what I do. Yeah. And so I got super lucky with him and the way that he taught was like a, was like the real world. If I didn't complete a project with my team, I got fired. You there know, you like it, it, we, we created a, an environment that, you know, it made you feel like you're letting your team down. Like they need you. Now, the cool thing is you have another chance on the next project right. to 
uh, put your portfolio in and, and enter the team and use your chance to not, you know, not lose a job again. Yeah. So it was, and also animation is a team uh, effort. You yeah. know, there's, there's directors, there's producers, there's animators, writers, and so on. So you've got to work with your team and you don't want to let them down. So I, I just, I got super lucky and I was in an environment where it felt more like the real world mm. rather than That's awesome. um, learn, learn all this stuff, mm-hmm. bef- you know, before you do. Mm. And it was like, here, start here, do, do something. That's awesome. And then I'm also going to teach you along the way. So it was the parallel of teaching and experiencing. That's all awesome. One. And he's honestly, I feel like he's really revolutionized, uh, uh, at least art in schools in yeah. the way that he does animation. He sent off many students uh, to uh, high level art schools. And then also now my, all my peers work for Disney, Pixar, major, major studios. That's and, awesome. And so on. So, and he's been recognized as well. So I got super lucky. That's right. Everyone gets experienced that teaching and experience in parallel. Yeah, that's rad, man. Shout out to Mr. Sullivan. That's cool, man. I got some, uh, and him I and I are still very close. We, started a nonprofit together called creator X to help young creatives getting into arts, media and entertainment. And so we want to give them not only the tools, but the inspiration to, to pursue that as well. Creator X. Yes. Okay. We want to make sure we, uh, we link that and stuff too. How do we support, how do we support uh, that? Org is, is org. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Sullivan on that, man. That's, that's rad. Um, and I still got a bunch of friends. I got a, uh, quite a few friends actually over at Sheldon right now, um, okay. that, that are teaching over there too. It's a whole bunch of good, a whole bunch of good folks, man. So that's rad. Um, one of the last couple questions that's on here. So this one's the, this one's the, that's probably my favorite question on here, but, um, it could be a tough one. So what is a piece of common knowledge. Everybody knows this, whether it's everybody knows it in the art world or everybody just knows this in the world in general. But David goes, yeah, man, I completely disagree. I'm kind of counterculture in that regard. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely, you know, and again, I know I'm talking to a a school, but um, uh, having a degree to say that you're, you're capable of being something great and i do think the degree shows you can complete a project you can start something and finish it but that's also not everything that's right there's so much more like grit you have to experience and learn to push beyond just completing a project and getting you know your degree so mm. I, I i i get it i know the, the world has set this ocean i just don't think that you need a degree and there now, and I'll back this up by this. There are certifications that you need for for specific jobs. For example, I want my doctor to be educated, sure. but I also know that that's not everything. Sure. I know I want my doctor to go above and beyond yeah. and attend seminars that are very specific about procedures or or totally get extra training. So, um, you know, just like I would um go do extra training on my own or, or work with another artist to learn a certain skill set. Uh, you've got to have things outside of your degree element that will really help you be great. And I don't think the degree is everything. For sure, dude. So when people, when people struggle with that question, I go, here, let me give you an example. Me as a career ed- educator who owns and starts schools, yeah. 
I very much believe that not only is the degree not the end-all be-all, shouldn't even be a target, shouldn't even be a goal, and for a lot of people, it's actually a net negative because it tricks them into thinking that playing school is what's going to translate to success and happiness, and it's not the case. So I could not agree with you more, man. And and you know you're right. It does show. Maybe maybe it does show you can start something and finish it. That's great. I would argue that there's a bunch of other ways to show that too, though. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to just be the degree that's going to cost you a hundred grand, and then yeah. you go. You know, so I, I could not agree with you more, man. Yep. No, I'm I am with you. Um, so as far as your kind of um, legacy, as far as kind of what's next, I guess before we even get to the legacy, what what is kind of on the docket for you going forward? Like I know you just, you were on tour, right? With a, with Kiss? Yeah. That's yeah. rad. That had <laughs> yeah. to be a blast. That was crazy. I, yeah. I still can't even believe I got to do that. So I was only supposed to do 10 shows with them. Okay. Which again, is still crazy. It's still rad, yeah. It's the final tour ever, one of the biggest rock bands in history. Yeah. And they're on this arena and stadium tour that sold out, you know, around the world. And I got the call maybe a month before that it was a possibility. And here's actually, the, the reason why I got this is what I want to do going forward. And this is relevant to this whole story, okay. which is, uh, the, the band, they didn't want a band to open up for them. And they also wanted to do something for charity. So mm. someone in their office who was from Sacramento the, in the management office said, Hey, I know this guy from Sacramento that does these paintings. You should check him out. And he's, he's telling that to doc McGee, who's one of the most legendary rock, rock and roll managers of yep. all time. So doc just pick, he's like old school, picks up phone, calls my agent. He's like, tell me about your guy. And so my agent Ryan is, tells him about what we do, um, how when I was 25, I set a goal to raise a million dollars by the time I turned 30 for charity through my art, which we did and since raised six million and all while having to still perform at a high level and, and so on. And so he's like, all right, get him on the phone for me. <laughs> so he yes. calls me, he's like, hey, so I've got Doc McGee. And I was like, who? He's like the manager for Kiss. I'm like, cool, put him on the phone. Yeah. So we talk and... I, I'm serious. Within a 15 minute conversation, we negotiate with me and him, not, not my agent. Yeah. We negotiate the deal. Um, 90% of it was negotiated between him and I, we go on tour and say, let's just try out 10 dates, see how it goes. We get and on the 10th date. He's like, you want to go do uh, 40 more shows across the country? Oh, that's rad. I'm like, sure. Yes, I so do. So we go do that and we raise hundreds of thousands of dollars on that last date. It's like, you want to go to Europe with us? It's like, cool. Yes, we go to Europe on the last date. Want to do another round of North America? Sure. So 10 shows turned into 80 around the world, all because of a purpose that drives me, which is to use my art as a platform uh, to benefit others. Uh, and as soon as the world shut down, you know, I mean, touring was completely over. And I really, I have, I've had over a year, which I didn't waste, you know, and I won't go into everything that I did, but I didn't waste any time and uh, worked on everything that I wanted to do besides uh, painting. One of those was this project that we're coming out with later on this year that really is a, it's a teaching platform and it's to help people on their journey uh, through the, viewing it through the lens as like an artist. Mm. Yeah, and um, I won't share too much now, but it's definitely coming out later this year. And we've been working on it since September of uh, 2019, actually. Wow. Which is crazy. So That's I just, awesome. going forward, is 
is yes, we're going to do live shows and yes, we're going to do tours and, and so on. My true purpose is to continue to use my platform to help teach people at least, you know, the minimum to help artists on their journey, but really anyone to understand where they are and, and what steps you can take, you know, well, where you are and where we can go next. That's so cool, man. That is so cool. Well, again, we're speaking to, you know, our, our entire uh, message for the young people that come into Actons. We talk about the hero's journey, right? It's their journey. It is their step. It is we reference Joseph Campbell's work the entire time. The TEDx Roseville that we're doing here in August is hero's journey themed. Like, I mean, everything is about that journey. So I'm excited to to uh, to hear and to watch when that platform launches. Um, you know, if that's something that that the Acton Network can support in any way, man, I want to be able to do that because that's that's rad. That's huge, and that's what people need. It's a it's a people need a mission. You know, they need they need a purpose. Um, yeah, I, you know, just beyond creating, there there like I said, we've we've been talking about this theme of like the degree is cool, but there's more to it. Yes, sir. You know, learning a skill set is cool, but the character is what what really makes you. Yes, sir. And living life is amazing and how lucky are we to be alive, but that's not everything. And so that's really what I want to focus on going forward. And it's really based on this, it's based on paint, passion, action, intent, doing to teach. And when you complete that type of hero journey, yeah, you can start over from the beginning as well. And I had to do that in the beginning of 2020. As soon as things shut down, I was back to my passion and say, where do I go from here? And, and knowing that in this thing that we've developed to help people, again, understand where they're on the journey, what steps are, are next and what can that look like? And me knowing I got to start over. I got to go back to passion. I got to put some action in play and, and apply intent, new situations to help me grow. And then I got to teach and lead. And that's what we're doing next. So um yeah so cool I, i've never been afraid of, of starting over and um it's been quite the journey it's so cool man well that's why you are where you are man along with that good character because you're obviously a, a, just a, a rad human being first um ridiculously talented and driven you know second third kind of thing so man that's so cool so where so if somebody's listening where's the best place to go to find out more so we got creatorx.org I know yeah. there's GaribaldiArts.com. Where else would you send anybody? Uh, on social, just at GaribaldiArts on everything. Definitely on my Instagram a lot more on a daily basis with my story, and, and you can visually see what we're doing. But uh, also, they can text me, mm. 916-866-8101, and they can join my community where we keep them up to date on very exclusive news, and they get like a heads up before things drop and um, – it's just a really cool text community that we've been building over the past couple of years. That's rad, man. Well, we will put all that stuff in the uh, in the notes down there, man. Super pumped about all of this. So pumped about what you're doing, about you, dude, you leading by example. I mean, you are, um, you know, you are one of those heroes that we point to, and especially having you being local out here too. We can point to a local hero that is leading by example. Um, very, very thankful, my friend. Very grateful for you. Thank you. And, and for what you're doing, honestly, you're, you're like doing my dream job. Like at some point I would love, you know, I, I may be tapping into you for some mentorship. Dude, so I think it's amazing what you're doing. Anytime, man, get over here, come hang out on campus and see what's going on and we can kick stuff around, man. But it would be a, it would be a pleasure, man. I appreciate you. 
Sure. Thank you. David Garibaldi. There you go, man. David Garibaldi. Give him a follow at Garibaldi Arts. Check out GaribaldiArts.com and stay tuned for what he has going on this fall. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Got a little more insight on that too. So make sure you're finding Mr. David Gar- Garibaldi and uh, appreciate you guys listening to another episode of the Essential Eleven. See you next time. <laughs>